Welcome to Hold the Line. I'm Ben Ferguson, host of The Ben Ferguson Show, filling in for my good friend tonight, Buck Sexton. It's nice to be with you this evening. I want you to kind of clear your head for just a moment, and I want you to stop believing everything they're saying on TV and hear me out on a theory. I'm talking about the border crisis. There is an actual crisis at the border, but it's a crisis that seems to be getting worse, and it could be on purpose. I want you to think about the Biden administration for a moment. I'm not sure they want to fix this crisis. In fact, I think this crisis they created to make sure they could bring as many people in this country as quickly as possible so that hopefully they can actually give them amnesty. You look at the pictures that are on the screen right now. If that is what you've done, then the question is, how do you undo it? Well, this administration seems to be doing nothing to undo this crisis. This is a two-part crisis, by the way. This is a crisis at the border just from a pure, just humanitarian standpoint. But it's also a crisis, as I would refer to, as an invasion. And then there's the health aspect of this. How many of these people have COVID? How many of these people are not being tested? Remember, this is the same party that has said over and over again, you can't go to church. Your kids can't go to school. You can't go to a movie theater. You have to have nowhere to eat when you go to a restaurant. Take out only. We must shut you down. We'll even arrest you if you break our rules. Well, every rule that they've been demanding of the American people for the last year, they're breaking in this one simple video that you are watching on the screen. So the question has to be asked, why? Well, apparently it is because they figured it out. They need new voters in this country. They need a large new book of voters. And these are the people they're hoping will vote for them in the future. Now, if you think that Joe Biden's telling people around the world to not come to America, well, you're wrong. It's not happening. In fact, Joe Biden seems to be telling people around the world, keep coming into this country. We're expanding our capacity, is what he said in the last 24 hours. He's now using military bases to announce like it's a new hotel. Come on over to America. We've got 5,000 new hotel rooms for you to stay in. Take a look at the president in his own words and ask yourself this question. Does this sound like a guy that's trying to stop a crisis at the border? And today, I went to, for example, I used all the resources available to me, went to the Defense Department, and and the, the Secretary of Defense has just made available Fort Bliss, 5,000 beds. Be immediately available, 5,000 beds in the Texas border. So we're building back up the capacity that should have been maintained and built upon that Trump dismantled. We're building back up the capacity. By the time this gets translated to people that are thinking about coming into this country, what they just heard was, we're open for business. Come on across the border. In fact, the people that smuggle these individuals into America, the coyotes, their business is booming. And the cartels are in on this as well. We have now been told by people at the border that they've actually stopped shipping drugs on purpose because you can make more money having a human being come across the border. And when it's wide open and you're expanding capacity, to quote the President of the United States of America, and we got 5,000 new shiny beds that will keep you safe on a U.S. military base, why would anyone not want to come to America right now? We're also hearing from the coyotes who are saying, 
hey, we can't even handle all the people coming across the border that want to come. We'd love to take their money, but we're at max capacity. So I go back to the original question that I asked you at the very beginning. Is it possible that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party is totally okay and orchestrated this, quote, surge at the border on purpose? The answer is yes. If you don't believe me, listen to the people that protect the border talking about the influx of number of individuals that are flooding our border right now. So let me give you the capacity. The capacity for this location for COVID purposes is 250. For pre previous to COVID, the total capacity was 1,000. But I'm holding, like I said, you know, we're holding over 4,100 uh, subjects in this location alone. So you do the math. We're way over capacity. We're like 700% over capacity. Now, if you think Democrats give a crap about illegal immigrants or them getting COVID or the six-foot rule, they don't. They don't care about them. They only care about winning re-election. So let's talk about the politics of this for a second. Insert AOC. Remember AOC, the new congresswoman that went down to the border when Donald Trump was the president, clinging on to a fence and crying for the humanitarian crisis that we had at the border. They said that it was human rights abuses, that these were concentration camps. Where is AOC now? Well, now she's saying that if you want to shut down the border, if you don't want these kids to be in cages, you're a racist. She went on an abnormal, weird, strange, odd, I'd even call it psychotic rant on her social media. Take a look at AOC in her own words. They want to say, what about the surge? Well, first of all, just gut check, stop. Anyone who's using the term surge around you consciously is trying to invoke a militaristic frame. And that's a problem because these, this is not a surge. These are children and they are not insurgents and we are not being invaded which by the way, is a white supremacist idea. Okay, I'm not gonna act like I'm a professor, but these two words are not synonyms. They have nothing to do with one another. We decided to make sure that we educate this moron who's in Congress by looking up the actual definition of the word surge and insurgent. Let's throw those up on the screen so that these morons of the left actually understand. So let me explain to you what a surge is. A sudden, powerful forward or upward movement, especially by a crowd or by a natural force, such as waves or a tide. Just so you know, we're not referring to tide pods. I'm saying that only to AOC. I'm referring to actual waves in the ocean. Let's compare that word and the meaning of it to the word insurgent. You ready for this? Pay attention, liberals. Insurgency definition, an active revolt or uprising. Just so you know, these two words are not related to one another. AOC has no idea what these two words actually mean. But when you're screaming racism all the time to get you out of jail for your terrible policies, why not do it again like she just did? It was inhumane. It was a concentration camp when she originally came into Congress when Donald Trump was in office. Times at times 10, the number of people being held, 
during a pandemic while people have COVID. And she says, you can't talk about this because this is an issue of racism, an issue of racism. So let's go back to Joe Biden for just a moment and his entire team. Is there anything they've actually done that makes it look like they want to deal with this problem, meaning stop this problem, stop the insurgency at the border? Is there any part of them that shows anything that they have done to make this stop? No. Why? Because they created it on purpose. They created this crisis on purpose so they could have a massive influx of people coming to this country because they're going to hand out amnesty. Prove me wrong. What are they doing in Congress right now? They are actually trying to deal with amnesty. Remember back on January 1 when they said anyone that gets this country before January 1, we're going to hook them up with American citizenship. Here's a question. How do you prove when someone got to America when they break into this country? I'm looking at my watch right now thinking if I come across the border now, there's a pretty good chance that I still might get in before the January 1st deadline that they have arbitrarily put out there. You have no paperwork when you come across the border and sneak in illegally. How can I prove that you actually weren't here? It's not like you're using a visa in the middle of the desert. You're not. This is an orchestrated effort by the Democrats on the left to bring as many people as they can that they can then give amnesty to moving forward. And it's going to bankrupt America. It is going to bankrupt these border states. There's also another aspect of this. I don't care what you believe politically. Knowing that we're dealing with a pandemic right now and unemployment rates that are going up, not down, every American should be angry that this many workers are now going to be coming into the United States of America. They're going to be competing for our jobs. We can't afford to have this crisis at the border. And the American worker certainly cannot afford to have this crisis at the border right now. But remember, this is the party that just spent $1.9 trillion on a COVID relief package where less than nine cents of every dollar actually went to COVID. And they're now going to spend four to five trillion on a new green infrastructure bill. They'll send you a little money, of course, while they raise your taxes. That, my friends, is this new administration. Think about it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hold the Line. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Buck, and uh, we are talking about the crisis at the border. There are Border Patrol agents now that are saying this is the worst they have ever seen the crisis at the border. Just take a look at this report from Fox. In the last 24 hours, you've had 1,940 apprehensions just in the last 24 hours. How bad are these numbers? You've been doing this uh, for most of your adult life. How bad is it? Put this in perspective. Yeah, this is, is the worst I've ever seen. Unfortunately, I, I think it's, there's more to come. I don't think this is a high point by any stretch of the imagination. If you think that's all, it's not. Guess what? There is millions and millions of dollars that are being made by cartel members and by coyotes who are bringing people across the border. Joining me now to talk about this is the Attorney General of Texas, a good friend of mine, Ken Paxton. Ken, I appreciate you coming on. You're in Austin right now. Uh, and I want to play for you some new shocking video that we just got from Univision. They actually found a coyote who is actually bringing human beings across the border and asked him how business is. And this is what he had to say in Spanish. 
¿Es fuerte el negocio ahorita? ¿Se deja bien? Pues, a cómo está la situación con la gente, sí. Por lo menos, eso aseguran estos dos jóvenes que han creado un negocio muy rentable cruzando familias centroamericanas que vienen en busca de asilo. Nosotros nada más vinimos para ganarnos el pan de cada día como, como los demás. Pues la mera verdad, sí hay demasiada gente, créanme, que, que ahora con, con, la, con el beneficio que les está dando su nuevo presidente, la gente se animó más a venir. To quote him, he says there are too many people to bring across businesses booming, and it's all because of Joe Biden and all of the benefits your new president is giving people. You're saying this firsthand, but now we're hearing it directly from these coyotes to Univision saying this is all Joe Biden's fault. He opened up the floodgates to benefits, and now, in his words, people are finding the courage to come across the border or to take this journey from another country through Mexico. You're the attorney general, your reaction to that. So none of it's surprising. Uh, we saw this happen with President Obama. The very same policies had the very same results. And so when President Biden decided on his first day to say, basically, you can come across the border, we're not gonna deport you, everything's good. He, he basically put out the welcome mat for this to happen. None of it should surprise us. We've done it before and we're doing it again. It's just going to be a lot worse. Let's talk about the price tag here and, and, and specifically to a state like yours. The resources that you're having to spend, the tax dollars you're having to spend, uh, the time and the effort you're having to spend to deal with this. We're, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, and that's part of the point that you're making the federal government now and to the Biden administration is, hey, you're going to bankrupt us if you keep this up. Yeah, because we don't print money in Texas. We have a budget. We, we take in so many dollars from the taxpayers. We've tried to be a reasonable tax state by not ha taxing too much. And you throw this in on us, and we're talking, I think we're spending around $855 million a year, and that number is only going to go up. That's a lot of money. We're talking almost a billion dollars a year from the taxpayers of Texas. Now multiply that across the country and multiply that by an even greater number as the numbers of people coming across the border go up. Let's talk about the health crisis here. You know, from a party that's mandating that you can't go to weddings, you can't go to funerals, you can't have even Christmas or Thanksgiving, that you must wear your mask. They want now to have these passports for COVID vaccinations, but no one apparently has to have a passport to come into the United States of America. If I go to Mexico right now for three days, I have to get a COVID test before they'll allow me back on the plane to come back to America. Meanwhile, you have a massive health crisis with all of these illegal immigrants coming across the border and even the people that are being held in the, in the facilities in Texas, many of them are going untested before some of them are even being released into society. Look, I know people that have been in these facilities and they're telling me And these are some of these are doctors and they're telling me that these people are these kids are so close together and a certain percentage of them have COVID. They are for sure spreading it among each other and then they're being released to families where they spread it even further. So it doesn't make any sense that supposedly the president's very concerned about COVID and yet he's welcoming people into our country that have COVID. And then as your pictures show, they're all confined in a very close proximity and they're going to spread COVID and whatever else they're bringing with them. You know, we have shut down businesses in this country uh, for nothing that looks close to what we're seeing on the screen. We have seen business owners be arrested 
for mm-hmm. having too many people in their business after a certain arbitrary time at night. We have seen people lose their entire livelihoods in this country because of the lockdowns and saying you can't go to a sporting event or a movie theater. Yet what you're seeing at the border is being brought to you by the Biden administration. And I would argue at this point, it's very clear they're not trying to stop it. In fact, they're encouraging more people to come across the border by saying we're, quote, expanding capacity, as Joe Biden said in the last 24 hours. And we just opened up 5,000 new beds in a military base in Texas. In other words, keep coming. We're going to find a place for you. What's sad about this is not only is it affecting people in my state and across the country, children especially are at high risk of, of getting diseases and, and you know, sometimes hundreds, if not thousands of miles where they're risking their lives. And the president is not doing anything to stop it. He's encouraging it, just as you said. And so he's responsible for these lives of not only citizens that are going to be harmed by increased crime, but just the being harmed themselves. It's going to be very interesting, uh, AG, uh, to see what happens moving forward. Clearly, you guys are going to have a lot of legal battles on your hands with this administration because it does not seem like they're going to stop this. They're going to continue to encourage it. It's going to suck their life financially and have a huge health risk to so many people in Texas. Uh, Good luck with this battle. I know many Americans are, are rooting for you guys to have some victories on this front. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on. It is going to be a fight, but we're in it. Thank you, sir. We'll get a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hold the Line. Ben Ferguson filling in for my good friend Buck Sexton tonight. And you may have heard about this new idea Democrats are putting out, which is that you need a vaccine passport, a COVID-19 vaccine passport, to pretty much get your freedoms back, which they've taken away from you over the last year. It's very simple how this would work. And of course, you should want to jump on board with this because if you want to go out and eat dinner with your friends, maybe you want to go to a concert, you want to get on an airplane, you pretty much want to do anything that you should have the right to do every day in the freest country in the world. You now, they say, need a COVID vaccine passport. And they've already started working on this. Now, of course, they're saying, well, it's the private sector that really wants this. Insert the airlines. They say that the airlines have been putting pressure on the administration to have some sort of passports. They know that the people that are flying on these planes have all been vaccinated. Now, look, I'm going to get the vaccine. In fact, I have my appointment on Friday. I do not believe that I should have to get that vaccine to participate in basic life in America, going to the grocery store, getting a coffee or meeting a friend for a movie. That's exactly what the Democrats are now doing. They're wanting to hold you hostage, making it where you can't even function. You couldn't even go to maybe a job interview if you don't have their passport. If you know anything about history, you might want to look back at what they used to do during World War II. Maybe we should look at history and what the Germans did when they made sure you had certain documentation to fit into society. Now, the scariest part about all of this is The fact that Democrats were the ones originally who actually came out and said they were skeptical of the vaccine because evil orange man Donald Trump was the one leading the charge to get this vaccine through Operation Warp Speed. Take a look at New York's favorite governor, Andrew Cuomo, talking about his skepticism 
as a reminder of where the Democrats were just a few months ago. We saw Dr. Fauci last night say that he trusts the experts at the, FBA, F, at the FDA. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? Well, first, uh, how confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident, but my opinion doesn't matter. I don't believe the American people are that confident. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine, it was new, it was done quickly, but trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe. Uh, and um, we're not 100% sure of the consequences. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. So, so let me get this straight. The only thing that changed from the vaccine is scary and maybe you don't trust it, and maybe you shouldn't trust it and you should be skeptical, is that Donald Trump was the president of the United States of America and he was the one that pushed for Operation Warp Speed. But now that we have a new president, Joe Biden, a guy that can't even walk up a flight of stairs, we're supposed to be totally cool with giving away all of our health information and begging them to give us a passport to be able to function in society today. The same party, by the way, that allows you to come across the border legally without any paperwork, but you and I are gonna need it to go into a grocery store. Oh, and if you think Cuomo's the only one that's flip-flopping on this issue, no. There's a guy by the name of Anthony Fauci. Yes, he's the guy that is so narcissistic. He's now wanting you to believe that he is actually the one that you should be saying thank you to for Operation Warp Speed, not the evil orange man, Donald Trump. Take a look at what he had to say just this week. When I saw what happened in New York City. Refrigerated trucks are now being mobilized as makeshift morgues. Almost overrunning of our healthcare system. It was like, oh my goodness. And that's when it became very clear that the decision we made on January the 10th to go all out and develop a vaccine. We had a number of vaccine candidates. May have been the best decision that I've ever made with regard to an intervention as the director of the Institute. So now Dr. Fauci is all about taking credit for something that Donald Trump did. Something that Donald Trump did that Governor Cuomo said everybody should be skeptical of because Donald Trump was involved in it. And then we have this new rhetoric in this country, which is if you don't get the vaccine, you're trying to kill me. If you don't get the vaccine, you're un-American. If you don't get the vaccine, you're not being patriotic. And if you don't get the vaccine, apparently now you don't love Jesus either. That's right, we're going to blackmail you and publicly shame you into getting the vaccine. And we'll treat you like a leopard if you don't get the vaccine by not allowing you to go out in society because you won't have a passport. Take a look at what MSNBC actually said about Americans that will not get the vaccine or even just ask a question about it that won't get in line like a bunch of sheep. Well, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the... What, what, when did that stop mattering to you? When did the truth stop mattering to you so much that you were willing to put other people's lives at, at risk? Greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for, for, for his brother. What, you're doing the opposite. You're going out of your way to kill people. I just want to know why. Mika, I don't so, understand why. You're going out of your way to kill people. I just want to know why. 
That is the coverage from NBC slash MSNBC that if you don't get the vaccine, which they told you to be skeptical of just a few months ago, if you don't get it, you're going out actively trying to kill people. You're a murderer, which brings me to the other problem that we have now. And that is the media is basically just treating it like whether you like it or not, Americans, you're going to get the damn passport. You're going to have this passport no matter what. It's inevitable. So give up, get in line, and do what we tell you to do. CNN put it this way. Uh, Vaccine passport, good idea, bad idea? I think it's a little bit inevitable at this point. I mean, I think a lot of companies are going to be demanding it. Uh, If the government doesn't get involved in it, you'll see a lot of private ventures doing it. Uh, Countries are going to demand it if Americans want to travel to those places So I think of it as sort of inevitable. We just got to make sure we do it in a a way that's fair to people. So it's inevitable. It's inevitable that I have to give up all my rights. I can't congregate. I can't go to church. I can't have my kids in school. I can't go shopping. I can't get on a plane. I can't travel internationally. It's inevitable unless I get the vaccine that you're demanding that I get. And if I don't get it, I'm then actively trying to murder people. This is not freedom, folks. I'll say it again. This is not freedom. This is socialism. This is a government that figured out how to strip all of us of all of our rights over the last year, and now they're willing to give us some of those rights back only if we do what they tell us to do. And if we don't, we hate Jesus and we're murderers. Welcome to the Democratic Party under Joe Biden. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Hold the Line. Ben Ferguson filling in for Buck Sexton this evening. And we've been talking about the crisis at the border. There are a lot of people that have been going to the border to see exactly what is happening, what the Biden administration is refusing to show you, which is the humanitarian crisis that is happening and also the health crisis with COVID-19. Joining me now to talk about this is Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne. Uh, Beth has actually been to the border. She has seen what is going on. Uh, she is in Texas as we speak, actually in Houston. Uh, Congresswoman, I appreciate you coming on today. You have been down there and seen this. This is clearly a humanitarian crisis. This is also a crisis at the border on a general level. And this administration doesn't seem to be wanting to stop this crisis. In fact, the Biden team has actually been saying, we're going to open up new beds and and expand their words, not mine, their capacity to handle more immigrants coming across the border, which is shocking that they would be saying that and basically saying to these illegal immigrants and these coyotes, hey, come on over. We'd love to have more of you. The Biden administration is not only not stopping, it's the Biden administration knew before they changed the policies what would happen. I was down in McAllen this, or, uh, yeah, McAllen, uh, this, this last week, um, Monday and Tuesday, talking to uh, Customs and Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection, and talking to folks that were advisors to uh, pr- former President Trump, uh, but came in with and advised President Biden that if you reverse these policies, if you put a 100-day deportation, a 100-day moratorium on deportations, if you stop the agreements that we have with the first safe country that people come in, if you stop these policies, this is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to have a surge at the border. You're not going to be able to handle it. You're going to be pulling away patrol that should be stopping things like cartels, terrorists and drugs from coming over our borders and they're going to be forced to process people what we don't have enough resources now they knew this was going to happen and they did it anyway 
You know, one of the most shocking things about this, Congresswoman, is the fact that cartels are literally now switching from what I've been told from border security. Uh, they're switching from smuggling drugs at the moment to smuggling human beings because it's more profitable. Talk exactly. about the financial impact. This is massive money that these guys are making knowing that we're not stopping them from coming across. It is harder to smuggle, by the way, humans than it is to smuggle drugs. But when you have an administration saying, hey, we're going to open up a military base to 5,000 more beds. Hey, we're not telling you to not come. Hey, we're not going to send you back when you come across. Uh, these cartel members are pretty smart. This is the best bang for their buck at the moment. Well, if they're doing sex trafficking, they can sell a person a number of times a day versus just being able to sell a drug once. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, talking to folks with ORR or HHS, they'll tell you that sex trafficking and, and human smuggling used to be like mom and pop operations a few years ago. It's now turned into multi-billion dollar business where you are seeing it very organized. And the idea of opening up the borders, as was the rhetoric during the Biden campaign, has, has they've been the, the Biden campaign, the Biden presidency, the Biden administration, the best friends that human smugglers and drug cartel have ever had. They are enriching them and empowering them every single day. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking when you are down at the border and you were looking at a facility that was built for COVID restrictions to host and hold no more than 250 people. And they had 5,700 people there earlier this week. Bodies on bodies, you know, not even a place on the floor that you could see because kids are lying down right next to each other. And you're showing the videos of that. I saw it firsthand. And, you know, it's it's one thing to see it on a computer screen, on a, on a TV screen. It's quite another to be in there and see it all around. It's one pod after another pod. And for anybody who thinks that this is humane or compassionate, hasn't been down there. Under the Trump administration, they were keeping families together by having folks apply for asylum as a family in the first safe country that they came to. So they were keeping those units together. They were keeping kids out of cages. And what we're seeing now is an exact reversal. And what we were saying about you know pushing all of those kids inside to cities all around the country is exactly what's happening. They have so many people at the border instead of you know, preventing them from coming to begin with by, by ripping up some of the agreements that we had with other countries. Instead of that, what they're doing is they're making makeshift centers. They're calling them decompression centers, one of which is in Dallas. I saw it last week where um, you know, in three and a half days they opened it up. They were at 2,300 20, uh, kids within five days, and they're pushing them out. They're processing them through. They're putting them into our communities with, with, with very little um, 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 shedding at all. They're not really looking at any paper. They're not having them come to court. They're pushing them as fast as they can and bringing more to take their place. Um, we, the, the I, I want to ask you. People that we saw. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to ask you also about one of your colleagues. You know, there was the famous picture uh, before you became a congresswoman of AOC at that chain link fence crying because of the inhumane human rights abuses, her words, the concentration camps, her words that we had under the Trump administration. AOC is nowhere to be found. In fact, she did a very strange and weird social media video last evening where she actually is now claiming uh, that it is the words that are being used by Republicans to want to shut down the border are, are white supremacist words, racist words. Uh, and, and yet this woman was down there crying. We now have a three or four or five time X number of people in, a, in, a, in an area. 
while we're dealing with COVID, when she was crying before there was no COVID going on, you mentioned that these holding facilities should be, and dear, should be at 250 people. You're talking about thousands and thousands of people, and these Democrats are nowhere to be seen. Are you guys even surprised, as you work in Congress with these lefties that would have lost their minds? It would have been 24-7 coverage. CNN, all of them would have been down at the border with these, you know, tragedy and things at the border like they did last time, times 100 under these actual conditions, and they're all looking the other way. Well, and, and, the, and the, they're allowing the Biden administration to keep people, keep the media out of it. You know, you all have to be down there. You have to see it firsthand, and I'm sorry. But Kamala Harris, the vice president, needs to get down there. If she's going to be handling this crisis, she needs to see it firsthand. And you want to talk about a COVID environment? You had 5,700 people in that, that Donna facility. Not one of them had been tested for COVID. They are then being sent to to by, by um, plane, by bus, to cities across the country. And they are trying to test them if they show symptoms. But they had 22 kids that were found um, that tested COVID positive once they got to the Dallas facility. They were put in quarantine, but the fact is, is that they are coming into our they are coming into our country. They do have COVID at a time in the middle of a pandemic when you've got a president who wants to shut down and keep the shut the, the economy shut down. It is unconscionable. It is completely inhumane. It's, and it's caused a crisis at the border, which is coming to a city near you. Well, and like you said before, and I think this is true. This is a crisis they manufactured, and this is a crisis that clear that they're not trying to stop, and they're willing to continue it for weeks and weeks, maybe even months, to bring in more people in this country that, uh, that I'm sure they know will eventually vote for them if they give them am- amnesty. Congresswoman, I appreciate your time. Thanks for your leadership in, on, on this issue, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. I look forward to it. You take care. All right, coming up in just a moment, it's going to be some really entertaining quick hits for you. That coming up next. Welcome back, Ben Ferguson, filling in for my good friend Buck Sexton, and I can tell you this tonight, I've been looking forward to this segment all day long, because not every day do you get to talk about Band-Aids being racist, and also kids getting statues of themselves for pretty much doing nothing. So let's start with Band-Aids. So did you know that Band-Aids are bad? They are bad. Apparently they're not just bad, but they're also racist, says the people that are educating our children in America. Take a look white privilege think about it whose flesh tone is this i have brown band-aids in my classroom i had to special order them they're twice as much as these and they're hard to find and they're frequently out of stock but when i hand a brown child a white band-aid i am literally adding insult to injury and i refuse to do that in my classroom I'm just curious, like my Flintstones vitamins, are those now racist and white privilege in some way when you're a kid? Or what if you get like the SpongeBob SquarePants or the Nickelodeon or whatever the hell they are now, Peppa Pig Band-Aids, are those like a double dose of white privilege or UK white privilege because Peppa's from the UK? This is the people that we have employed to educate our children. They're not educating our children, they're failing them statistically nationwide. And they're the same nut jobs who are now looking at you, telling you that a Band-Aid is white privilege. You want to know how you can lose a country in one generation? Keep hiring these crazy people to educate our children. Which brings us to another insane story from this week. 
That, my friends, is the White House. The White House is in trouble right now because apparently, through what we've been told through the media is, when there were Asian Americans demanding more jobs at the White House because of a shooting that happened in Atlanta that apparently had nothing to do with race, you had a deranged individual that become addicted to sex, his own words, who said he was angry at the people that were in the sex worker jobs that were taking all of his money and getting him addicted to sex, and he did not target them because they were Asian Americans. But we didn't want to hear that. No, no, no. Instead, we decided that these were going to be considered hate crimes against Asian Americans. So now we must have more Asian Americans get jobs at the White House. Apparently, the White House was not very kind when there are different people in leadership in the Democratic Party saying, you better give us more Asian Americans in the White House. They said, calm down. You've got Kamala Harris. It's going to be okay. Well, that kind of backfired on him. And now the White House press secretary is having to clean it all up by promising we're going to give you another Asian American in a high profile position so you'll all be okay. We've had a range of conversations with Senator Duckworth since that call, which happened about a week ago, um, including a commitment to uh, naming a high-level uh, Asian-American member of the AAPI community uh, to a position in the White House. And that's something we're uh, working to do through consultation with a range of officials and elected officials as well. I've been saying this for a while to the Democrats who continue to allow these types of standards to be used, they will come for you too. That's exactly what Duckworth just did to the White House. She said, watch this. You're going to give me the Asian American that I want. You're going to give them a high profile job. And if you don't, I'll call you racist at the White House. They'll come for you too. Congratulations. They're now going after one another within the Democratic Party, calling each other racist. You can't make up this type of insanity. And yet here it is at this administration. Now, I want to go to something else that really is going to make you laugh. There was a CNN article that came out. Guys, let's put this up there. That says that you cannot tell actually what a child is when they're born, whether they're a man or a woman, male or female. In fact, it says... Though the two executive orders signed by NOM do not explicitly mention transgendered athletes, referring to states that are getting rid of or trying to protect, I should say, women's sports, they reference the supposed harms of the participation of males in women's athletics, an echo of the transphobic claim. Now, you go down a little bit here, and this is the part that's amazing. CNN now says... It's not possible to know a person's gender identity at birth, and there is no consensus criteria for assigning sex at birth. Now, I did a lot of research today and called doctors. Every doctor I talked to said that in medical school, they were taught the difference between a penis and a vagina. They all said there is a difference and it's very easy to figure out the difference between who is a man and who is a woman. But apparently CNN says you can't do that anymore because it might offend somebody in America. That, my friends, is CNN. And lastly tonight, one other story that I want to show to you, and this one's pretty funny as well. Nike has decided to sue a rapper who decided to make some 666 shoes with some blood in them, not a joke, and have 666 pairs. 
Now, I'm not defending this guy. I want to make this very clear. Little Nas X Satan shoes for trademark infringement. But I do want to bring up this. Nike says, hey, we're suing the art collective behind the Little Nas X Satan shoes that have sparked a social media backlash. All 666 pairs sold out Monday. In its complaint, Nike asked the court to order this guy to permanently start fulfilling orders for the unauthorized Satan shoes. The lawsuit notes that the social media users have threatened to boycott Nike over the controversial shoes. Let me just say this. I'm not defending the shoes, but leave it to Nike, who uses sweatshops to like actually get their shoes produced overseas, to now come in and say, our feelings are hurt because a guy bought their shoes and did this to them. It's a little bit funny that now they're upset about this. All right, that's it for me tonight. Filling in for Buck Sex on Hold the Line. Coming up, a good friend of mine, Bill O'Reilly. He'll take it from here.